0: Speaking of Israel, of course, we are excited that again, Rabbi Yudin will address us this time about Parshas Yisro from the Holy Land, as we always say, makes it extra special for us here and for our entire audience. I do remind everybody listening that on Sunday, April the 7th, on Sunday, April the 7th at the Atrium Ballroom up in Muncie, New York, Congregation Shomrei Torah. Has the fiftieth uh, anniversary celebration for Rabbi Benjamin and Shevi Yudin Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn salutes fifty years of dynamic leadership at their synagogue and beyond. Uh, as we know, the Yudins involved in so many other things in our community worldwide, than just the synagogue. But what they've done in the synagogue is um, certainly uh, so noteworthy and worthy of a celebration. So Sunday, April the 7th, 5 p.m., Atrium Ballroom in Muncie. Salute Raya Benjamin and Chevy Udin for their 50 years of dynamic leadership at Congregation Shomrei Torah and beyond the congregation as well. Save the date, everybody, and you can participate by making a reservation and by um, participating uh, in the tribute book by going to yudintribute.org. Again, that's yudentribute.org and we hope everybody will participate. Will participate. Um, and as I said, extra special, when Rabbi Yudin is in Israel, he will address us from the Holy Land in just a moment. Friday morning broadcast on this Erev Shabbos Parsha's Yisro lighting here in the New York area, 444 on this Erev Shabbos. This time each and every Friday, every of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin.
1: Hi, good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. And really, it's good afternoon. For me, it's 20 after 3 in the afternoon. And what can I tell you? We were walking around with a sweater. I was at the Kotel this morning for davening with just a jacket. And then afterwards... Just a sweater, if you really wanted it, just to make sure, believe that it's somewhat winter still. Uh, just speaking of Tubishvat that we had this past Monday, just keep in mind that this is such a special land that the Department of, Des- of Defense ordered 10 tons of fruit to be dispersed to all the IDF soldiers throughout the land so that they too should make a bracha, so they too should know that it is uh, to Bishvat and talking about trees and the land, so just know that according to the JNF 600,000 Trees were planted this past year in Eretz Yisrael. I don't have to tell you, in case anybody doesn't know it, the national bird of the State of Israel is the crane. Wherever you go, B'li Ayin Hora, they are building. And it's so exciting. And with that building is also, I'll tell you, I spent a morning in Tel Aviv, on Rehov Yehuda HaNassi, in a kolel. It's not just in the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. It's literally, And finally, what can I tell you? That uh, my wife said, we need a dozen eggs. I called my granddaughter. She was already being, quote, pushed out of the supermarket at 2 o'clock. I told you last week, everything closes. You feel the air of Shabbos. It's in the air, and people, Baruch Hashem, don't have to literally uh, get into shul, out of breath, but there is that wonderful air of Shabbos feeling and environment in Eretz Yisrael. Pashas Yisrael, what a schus to be here for Kabbalah's HaTorah, and... what you have in Pasha Yisro is clearly the uh, Perik Yutes, not that there's any holiness to the chapters, but just know that chapter 19 is the preparation for Kabbalah Satorah, and Perik is the actual Aseris HaDibros. Now, I'm going to tell you something very interesting. First of all, before we get started, the Kriya Satorah, every Shabbos, is the Rabbanon. It's a rabbinic mitzvah. It doesn't mean it's not important, but it's a mitzvah the Rabbanon. Parshah Zach or the Shabbos before Purim, that's a reading de orisa. According to the Ramban Nachmanides, tomorrow's Kriya's Torah is a fulfillment of the biblical command. It's a mitzvah asay de Oraisah tomorrow to remember. Maimat Har Sinai, to remember literally the fact that we stood at Har Sinai. Now remember, at Sinai what happened? What happened at Sinai is something that no other people on the face of this globe ever said or ever will say. And that is that Hashem communicated not just to their prophet, as we'll see in a moment, but that Hashem communicated to several million people. And indeed, that is our Dvar Torah for this morning. If you'd like, take out tonight the Chumash, easy to find, 19.9 Perek Yud Tes Pasuk Tes. Now what do we have? You're going to see in a moment something Nothing less than amazing, but that Kabbalah Satora was to be initially Plan A, and then it became Plan B. What was to be Plan A? So the pasuk says, nineteen nine. God said to Moshe, "I am coming to you in the thickness of the cloud, in order that." am Bitabri Mach that the people will hear when I speak to you. And as a result of that also you they'll believe in you as Moshe MS the Torah so M S Moshe, who was the transmitter of Torah to the Jewish people, Moshe Rabenu, they will believe in him till this day. Pinch yourself, how true it is. Moshe Rabenu is still there. He was the one that, as we'll see in a moment, Hashem gave the first two to B'nai Yisrael and the rest we got from Moshe. And indeed, all of the Torah, Torah Tzibul Moshe. And then the pasuk concludes by Moshe as Devrei Ha'am. Hashem, that Moshe told the words of the people to Hashem. Now, what's going on here? So, the first part of the Posek is very clear that Hashem is saying to Moshe, tell them to be there at the bottom of the mountain of Sinai, and what's going to happen? They will be, quote, spectators. They will be there and hear and know exactly that God is communicating to you, and you, in turn, will give it over to our people. And what does Rashi say on the second half of the verse that Moshe told the words of the people to God? says, Rashi, is divrei ha'am chuva Rashi says that Moshe says to God I heard their response it is their desire they don't want to hear it from me they want to hear it from you in Adoma you can't compare the one who hears from the servant which is Moshe from the one that hears from the king himself it is our desire said the people we want to see the king. We want to direct from Hashem. Well, if that's the case, continue with the Chumash open in front of you. Pasuk 10 says, if that's the case, says Hashem to Moshe, tell the people they are to prepare themselves, go to the mikveh, and wait three days. <clears throat> and on the third day, Hashem is going to watch, Communicate and speak to the entire nation. Nevuah to the entire people. Now, let me just give you a little bit more fascinating background to this. We all know that there's a beautiful custom of staying awake the night of Shavuos. Why? So one reason is because we are excited and can't wait for Kabbalah Torah. But another reason is not such a positive one, and that is that B'nai Yisrael overslept that night. Amazing. And Moshe had to awaken the people, say to bring them to Har Sinai. Now, how could that be? Picture it. You're 8 years old, 7 years old, you're getting your first bicycle tomorrow. And you know that you're getting it at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, the kid is up at six, seven. The kid can't wait. Well, this was something a lot more significant than the seven-year-old on his birthday getting his bicycle. This is Clay Yisrael getting the Torah. How could they sleep? And the answer is: if you go to Bhaloscha, right in Bamidbar, and in chapter twelve, there the Torah describes Hashem to, Moshe, to Miriam and Aaron the difference between the prophecy of all of the prophets. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, in chapter 12, pasuk 6, Im, ye, Im Hashem, b'chalom adaber bo. Hashem says, I spoke to all and will speak to all prophets, how? In a vision and in a dream. However, not so Next Pasuk, Abdi Moshe, per el per adaberbo. Only to Moshe, mouth to mouth, do I speak to him. So now, how is it possible for the Jewish people to sleep at the time of Kabbalah Satorah? Because they thought that they would be getting the nevuah. The prophecy of the Ten Commandments in their sleep, as indeed Hashem commanded Avraham to get his bris milah. as indeed Hashem commanded Yitzchak in terms of Masros, as indeed Hashem commanded Yaakov regarding Geranosha, They thought they'd be getting it in their sleep. no. Moshe had to awake the people because, as the Sapurno says, Bavur yishma that the people should hear. What should they hear? They should hear Hashem speak to them at Sinai. him. Hashem spoke to each and every one of them individually. This is incredible. The same way that the first commandment says, I am your God. That took you out of Egypt. What does it mean to took you out of Egypt? Not just that Hashem took the Jewish nation out of Egypt. He took each individual out of Egypt, meaning that you came to the water at an Egyptian next to you came to the water each of you had a bucket and the Egyptian got blood and you got water Hashem created a miracle for you so too at Sinai Hashem spoke directly but not in a dream ponim ponim and therefore vagam olam and therefore now of course they'll believe that Moshe had this kind of prophecy they experienced this prophecy that Supurna was worth dancing for and seeing inside so now, what emerges from this week's parsha in chapter 19, Pasuk 9, as a hakdama to Kabbalah Satorah, are two very important words. Plan A was to be that they were to be spectators, and Plan B was that they were actual participants in the revelation at Sinai. And I think that there is a very important message here for each and every one of us. And that is that, unfortunately, there are Jews that we can categorize as spectator Jews and Jews who are actual participants. And what can I say? What a difference between. And I'm going to show in the three areas, the tripod upon which Judaism rests, Torah, Avodah, Al-G'milus Hasadim, as found in the first chapter of Avos. so, so too. Watch, there are many Jews in Eretz Yisrael called Mesoratim, traditional Jews, and many Jews in the United States and the rest of the world as well. What does that mean to be a traditional Jew? I saw my parents, I saw my grandparents have a Shabbat meal. I saw my grandmother, my mother, light Shabbos candles. Baruch Hashem, they do as well. And the last thing I am doing is knocking this kind of a Judaism. It's wonderful, but it simply is a spectator. I saw it, I do it, and okay, it's, it's part of our tradition. What's the difference between somebody who is doing it because they saw it and someone who does it because they learned Hilchos Shabbos? They learned Hilchos. Adlokas Neros, they learned Hilchos Kiddish, they learned Hilchos mukta they learned the excitement of Shabbos, of what I can do and what I can do. That the concept of that Torah is our life, and this is literally the significance of our life, is only attained not by a spectator Jew. It's only attained by a participant, by one who actually studies Torah themselves. And the idea is that there are shesh Zahiro, six remembrances. And one of these six remembrances is every day that we have to remember our Sinai. According to the Nefesh Achaim, when a Jew studies Torah, do you know who he connects with? He connects with God himself. So don't say to yourself, "Oh yeah, I was born too late and I wasn't there at Sinai. The answer is no. You too, each and every one of us, can and must connect with Hashem directly when we study Torah. So that is the first one. And let's not forget the Gemara and Kedushim Aleph. Of Kola Lomaid as Ben Beno Torah. Whoever has the privilege of learning Torah with a grandson, Kilo Kiblo, Mehar Sinai. It's as if they received it from Sinai. Whether it's the grandfather or the grandson, the idea is once again, it's connecting in a participant way and not in a spectator way. The second one is Avoda. I'll tell you a beautiful story about davening. And that is as follows goes to his Rebbe and says to the Rebbe, Rebbe, please, daven from us. And uh, the Rebbe says, fine, not a problem. it will be a thousand rubles. A thousand rubles? The man can't afford anything more than a hundred. He goes around collecting, and the best he can get is 300. And he says, what are we going to do? So his wife says to him, "Shmuley, forget it. Let's daven ourselves. And the Rebbe said, ah, that's what I wanted. Let's not be spectator that you're going to send a donation. If donations are very important and you're going to get somebody at Sadiq to daven for you. That's also important. But most important is that you daven yourself. Kishama elokim is kol anar basher husham. Daven for yourself. That's most important. Don't be a spectator and get someone else to do it for you. And finally, the Gemara in Kadushin, excuse me, in Gittin, Nunvav, regarding Gemilus Hasadim. So the Gemara says that there were three wealthy men at the time of the Chorban Abayis, and one of them was Ben Kalba Savua. Why was he called Ben Kalba Savua? Savua means satiated. He was a very wealthy man. And I quote, Shekola Nichnas whoever went into his home, Kishu Eve when they were hungry, Kikelev like a dog, Yotse Kishu surveyor, they would leave his home full. Now listen carefully. This man was a very wealthy man. He could have opened the soup kitchen and said, all the hungry people go to the soup kitchen. And that would be very, like, a spectator. It's very important to get stucka, Okay? But what did he do? He brought the aniyim into his home directly. He was an actual participant. He ate with them at his table. Do you know what that is? To be a participant in Gemilas Hasadim. So the excitement of this week's Parshas Yisro is not only Kabbalah Torah, that we should all reconnect ourselves and feel so privileged to be part of a people that no other people remember. Hashem spoke to two million plus at Sinai, and guess what? We can still communicate directly with Him today. Shabbat Shalom to all.